Who fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 139. 139. One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with lights. Purple, green, brilliant, yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy-do, who fans? Welcome to episode 139. Hope you've had a cracking week. And that you've met, well, assuming you've done something Doctor Who related. Seeing as there's a new series on TV, it would be um, unwise for me to say that you haven't done anything Who related. Yeah. Isn't it great having, um, isn't it great having Doctor Who to look forward to every week again? Isn't it great? It's brilliant. It is. I was saying the other day, I was like, oh, I just love Saturdays again. Love having a new series <laughs> back on our screens. It's great. It's fantastic. It is. It is, it's um, definitely some. It's like a highlight of the week, isn't it? Especially for Who fans. Mm. It's like something to look forward to. Because unlike it, even once I've seen the episode that's gone out fresh, which is partly down to the next time trailers, I think. But even once the episode's gone out fresh, you know, within minutes, I'm like, oh, I can't wait till next week. Yeah. You know, mm, next Saturday, exactly come on. The same. Mm. Yeah. So there's definitely that um, highlight of the week thing. Which yeah. I, I think like is the same, yeah. It's like you said, it's just nice having something to look forward to at the end of the week, isn't it? It's like when you're at work, you're thinking, oh, it's it's Wednesday, Doctor Who's on in a couple of days. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just nice to get that, that buzz. Yeah. It is nice indeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And also, it is good uh, to have that buzz because I, <clears throat> I have now genuinely got that excitement about every episode in the minute because... Um, I think sort of with series eight and nine, I wasn't quite feeling the same amount of excitement for each episode. I wasn't mm. too bothered about watching it live, uh, if you know what I mean. Whereas with this series, <clears throat> touch wood so far, I am. I'm just like, you know, every episode, I'm just like, yes. Um, <laughs> although I'm actually once again going to miss it going out live uh, this week's. Oh, for um, God's sake. Nice. Yeah, I know. Why do you plan I'm, your life it's, around the important things? It's disgraceful. Come on. It's just, I'm just going to have to resign as a Doc 2 fan, I think, soon. But no, <laughs> it's really, it, it's terrible. But I did, it was great because I got to see this week's go out live. I got to watch Smile as it went out. And there was a big thing, wasn't there, that um, the football was on and, I, and everyone yes. was like, oh no, it's going to be, it's going to be delayed going out and it's going to go out late. But thankfully, whoever was playing because i'm not really a footy fan but whoever was playing uh scored or didn't score and it all went well and once they'd finished talking about man of the match it all finished on time and doctor who went out on time and yes it was all yeah. good and i was there this time i was there right in front of the telly watching it so yeah it is it is so much better watching it going out live it's just i think you you get the feeling you're watching it with everybody don't you, mm-hmm. you think oh all the doctor who fans at home watching it now yeah no, it's cool because um, if you jump onto uh, Twitter or Facebook immediately afterwards, it's mm. just a whole raft of 
um, opinions and mini reviews and thoughts and stuff. But that's really interesting. I don't really contribute much in that time period. So the first couple of hours after a new episode's gone out, I don't really jump on Twitter and start, you know, typing away, mainly because, you know, our review will be coming up on the show. So I don't want to give much away. Yeah. How I yeah. thought about it. But also it's just, you know, it it's just constant. Like, because my Twitter app is set to streaming. So it just, you know, moves everything down every time there's a new tweet and it's just a never-ending stream of stuff for about an hour afterwards. So I just really like looking at everyone's thoughts and and what the internet thought about it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm exactly the same. I just jump straight on. I just love getting people's <laughs> reaction. Like you, I try not to give too much away because we love to, when we record, not know each mm. other's view, don't we? Which is great, actually, because I think, um, you know, for this episode, I don't know what you think of it. And uh, and I didn't know what you thought of the pilot before we recorded it. It does make it more exciting. So, yeah, I'm like you. I try and be quite guarded when mm-hmm. people say to me, oh, what did you think? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it is great. I mean, I've, I was yesterday I was scheduling posts because I'm going to be away this weekend. And I was scheduling posts to go out for Saturday. And I was sort of looking to see what time Dot2 finished so that the <laughs> post goes out when it finishes. And, and I was just thinking, oh, the posts will go out and people will think I'm there behind the screen reading the answers, but I won't be because I'll be in Paris and I won't have any internet. So it's just like, you know, I was just thinking these posts will go out, but I won't actually get to see. Well, I might do. Hopefully I'll find some Wi-Fi out there and and, uh, and I'll be able to get the reaction. But uh, yeah, I love it. I love just going on straight after an episode and seeing what people think. Um, talking of Paris, by the way, I am going to I'm actually going on for a holiday, but um, much to my partner's delight in brackets, I've insisted that we are going to find Scaroff's lair. Yes. You know, there's that very famous picture of Tom Baker in front of the doors that are used for Scaroff's like, mansion or whatever. Oh, and he's got his hand out, isn't he? And... Yeah, it's yes. a very famous yep. picture uh, from the City of Death. Um, I've always, always wanted to just go and stand in front of those doors and recreate that pose. <laughs> so um, I just saw saw my my partner's eyes sink when i said it because he's like yes you know we're going to paris i've got a business thing but you can come out as well and we'll have a couple of days while i'm you know i'll do the work on the friday a couple of days holiday and then come back on the tuesday and i was like yep all sounds good i said oh as we're going out to paris you know i've always wanted to find those doors and it was like oh (laughs) but i am gonna do it so hopefully touchwood um I'll finally get that picture. Yeah, I've, I'm going to take my scarf out with me, my Tom Baker scarf, and uh, try and recreate that pose in front of those famous doors. So, quite looking forward to that <laughs> more than the holiday. In itself. <laughs> yeah, you know, I get the feeling that it's not just our um, better halves, but this must be a common thing with um, uh, with with Who fans that are in relationships with people that aren't so much Who fans, where mm. they constantly suspect that there's a hidden agenda. Yes, <laughs> you know. So when exactly, you yeah. whenever you go anywhere, they're probably thinking, "I'm going to wait for it," but I know it's coming. You know, while we're there, oh, yeah. here, here we go. Yeah. What is there going to be? Is there a location you want to look at? Is there a forbidden planet? Is there something yeah. you want to go look at? Who related? Yeah. And then you get all humpy. Well, yes, there is actually. I say actually, yeah, there is. Or, or you pretend you don't. You say, oh, actually, yes. Now you mention it, and it's like, oh, like you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what he's dreading, though, is that 
while I'm trying to get that picture, because um, obviously you don't want anyone in the background. I don't know how busy the, the sort of street is. I've looked at it on Google Earth, so it's a little side street. You know, I know what's going to be the problem. It's going to be like, well, wait, wait for these people to move out of the way. You know, I don't want anyone else in the <laughs> shot. I don't want anybody in the background photobombing or looking at the camera because I hate that. I want a nice, clean shot. That's what will drive him mad is me is me saying, no, 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 do another one. Wait till they've gone. Do another one. So it's going to be fun. But yeah, hopefully you should see that picture. Um, next week if you don't you know i didn't get it and the whole holiday will be ruined <laughs> i'll be it's coming ruined. back in my old bad mood yeah, yeah. but no, i'm not looking forward to that but it does mean i will miss um thin ice going out so i won't get to watch that till probably tuesday night actually so yeah oh dear oh dear but quite excited though yeah trailer looks good yes yeah so yeah i haven't really been much to much else mate not much at all um no. i got the new doctor who special magazine doctor oh, who yeah. magazine special oh, the merchandise the... one have you managed to get that yet? oh no i'm going out to pick it up later oh, today it's yeah. so good it's so good i mean it's just like heaven for me and you yeah it is yep. just full of um it's basically 100 page special from doctor who magazine and it lists you know like well not all the merch but pretty much all the merch from the 60s right up to present day and yes you yeah. know well say all the merch i'm sure there's stuff they couldn't put in but it's brilliant just going back like looking at all the old 60s daleks costumes that you could get and and it talks about how they sort of <laughs> tried to make them better because when they first come out they're an absolute nightmare um to actually wear because of the way they were designed and it's it's a brilliant issue um, I sat reading the other day for ages, just just thinking, right, need to look for that on eBay, need to look for <laughs> that on eBay. Yeah. That looks good. Never seen that before. You know, it's yeah, it's be warned. You'll probably do the same. Uh, There's some yeah. really cool stuff in there. Yeah, I'm going to go and pick it up later, actually. It does look yeah, good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, that's the only other little treat I've had this week. I haven't really had time to do anything else, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. What about you? You been up so much? No, not really. Um, uh, a couple of pieces of um, just quick updates for. Um, we just want to um, say a mention to somebody um, in the uh, the Who community um, who's had a bit of bad news recently. So uh, just just a quick um, mention to Matt from the Who Addicts reviews. Just mm. wanted to let um, Matt know that we're thinking of him. He's had some real really bad news yeah. in the last few days. So um, uh, Matt and Liv and the Who Addicts guys, we're thinking of you. Uh, so we're all here for you. And secondly. Um, Last Friday, um, we had a bit of a long show, didn't we? We had a, mm. it was <laughs> pushing on for nearly three hours, that show. Yeah, and, and that um, was after the edit as well, wasn't it? I mean, there was, it yeah. was even longer before. <laughs> it was, yeah. We had to, yeah, yeah I, I took about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes out of that. So it would have been yeah. over three hours. And uh, it had a bit of a mixed reaction, actually, on Twitter. People saying, oh, about to listen to the, um, the latest um, Big Blue Box. But yeah. It's like two hours, 40 minutes. Um, uh, a lot of you said that, you know, it, the time flew by and it was really good. So thank you for sticking with us for that one. But mm. because it was the brand new series, you know, new companion, there was so much to talk about. So uh, apologies if it was slightly long, mm. but we did have quite a bit to go through. However, yeah. we had an absolutely, um, like, because we have stats that, you know, we can look at for our you know, listens and downloads for the podcast. We had our best ever day on Friday last week. And when I say best ever, like our stats just went not through the roof. They went through the atmosphere mm -hmm. in terms of um, the number of people who listened and downloaded. So new listeners, old listeners, you know, everybody just thank you so much for that, for listening on, on Friday. I know it was a long show, but uh, thank you so much. That just 
that just went crazy and it continued for some of the weekend as well so uh massive thank you to everybody for for listening last week amazing yes um other than that not really done too much really obviously watched smile a couple of times and mm. uh, got some some notes down for that but yeah quiet otherwise mm. i've watched smile twice yeah, me just too. I always yeah. try. I always like to try and get get a second viewing in before we record. Do you know what? I've actually gone back and watched um, the pilot as well. I've watched the pilot three times now. I lo- I love that episode. I, I I think I was saying to someone on Facebook the other day. I can't remember the last Moffat episode that I sort of actually wanted to go back more than once after transmission. And uh, is it, you know even if I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's very rare that I actually think, do you know, I really, really want to watch that again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I haven't had that feeling for quite some time. And yeah, I, I, the more I watch the pilot, I, I love that that episode. Um, yeah, so I've watched that a couple of times since uh, since we recorded. Yeah, well, speaking yeah. of the pilot, that's going to be the first thing up on um, on our news for today. So shall okay. we learn the TARDIS and do that? Yes. Yeah, so the pilot, we've got all of the confirmed viewing figures uh, mm. for uh, the week ending the 16th, so the end of up to the end of last week. Because when uh, we reported uh, the viewing figures initially, all we had was the um, the overnight figures. And now we've got the, uh, the viewing figures for the week, and it also uh, takes into account the, um, uh, the people that had... Uh, downloaded the episode or watched it within seven days mm. of when it first aired so um i think when we first reported it what was what did we report it was like four million it was yeah something. about four and a half million something like that yeah and mm. with the um with now the confirmed figures and the, the viewing figures for that week it actually had a, a damn good uh a bit of success i would say Mm. Uh, for the viewing figures. So um, out of the top 30 shows for week ending 16th of April, it was number 10. And it beat all of the EastEnders episodes that went out. Good. Um, it beat all of Emmerdale. Um, Excellent. It beat, you know, thankfully, all round to Mrs. Brown's. Hey. Um, some other bits and pieces. Um, the only shows that finished ahead of it, really, which is not surprising, was Corrie. So Coronation Street, which I think is the most watched soap sort of in the evening TV time. So that's going to take a bit of beating that. Um, and then it also came behind uh, Broadchurch, Line of Duty. Um, Britain's Got Talent, which is no surprise there. And Peter Kay's Car Share, which I was quite surprised because I didn't think that had a massive amount of views, but mm. apparently it did. But anyway, it's finished at number 10 and the, the final confirmed number was 6.68 million views, mm. which is amazing, really. It's very good. Yeah, it says here it's the um, that's the highest chart position for a non-Christmas episode of Doctor Who since Listen in 2014. Wow! So it is good news because it does show that the you know it's gained a bit of that popularity back. Um, yeah, so it's really really good news actually. Really cool. And the other shows that beat. I mean, in terms of be, um, uh, Who going out on BBC One, it was the third most watched show on BBC One. The other shows like Broadchurch, Britain's Got Talent and obviously Coronation Street, they all go out on ITV. Mm. So in terms of the BBC as well, it's the top, you know, it was the top 
in the top three. So that is awesome, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really good news. I mean, and actually just to add on to that good news, because um, in the, our sort of second news item, if you like, is about the smile overnight viewing figures, mm. um, which again have come in uh, over four, 4 million this week. So it's 4.25 million, um, which uh, again will go up. That's an overnight figure. So we can expect that to be around the sort of five, six million by the time they've they've actually given it the final figure. Um, and that is, again, good news because it shows... Um, that it's it's actually sticking around that four million mark. I think in previous series, you know, you do always get a drop with episode two. Uh, people tend to tune in for the first episode, and then there's yeah. always a drop yeah. in viewing figures. Um, but that's again, it's a good strong figure, and it will will go up. So both of this just shows that um, they seem to be doing what they wanted to do in terms of you know getting a bit of a core audience back because viewing figures were slipping. Big time. We talked about it a few weeks ago, didn't we? They were yeah, dropping yeah. to around 3 million something, the lowest for quite some time. So it is really great to see Doctor Who going up, you know, again. Yeah. So even though they might still still sound a little bit low, if you put it in terms of, like you just said, in terms of um, comparing it to the other viewing figures that programme's got, it is very good because it's the third watch, you know, programme of the day or it's uh, in the top 10. So mm-hmm. Very good news, yeah. It's great stuff, isn't it? And uh, mm-hmm. I would say that the same thing will happen with Smile. Once we get the the confirmed figures for the for the week, um, for that week, I reckon that will be pushing 6 million as well, I would say. Because it's yes, very I would similar think so. to the pilot, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great stuff. Really cool um, news for, for who, um, getting back up there in the ratings, where it should be. Yeah, Absolutely. and also what's that that AI index thing that they always gone about? The appreciation um, index has been has been high for both episodes as well, hasn't it? So that's good as well because you know the BBC monitor all these sort of things when they're looking at how well their programs are doing, and they've been very positive for the first two episodes of um, of Who. So again, that's yeah, it's just all it's all looking good at the minute. So touch wood let's hope it let's hope it continues yeah 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 Uh, and that's going to do for news the only other bits really that we've seen uh, knocking about is just a bunch of publicity stuff for thin ice really yeah Um, which we can't really do on a podcast because it's just a bunch of promo images and all that jazz so um yeah fairly light on news but that's kind of expected though when a new series kicks off it's all about the coming up you know the the episode coming up so um yeah yeah it's going to do for news we've got some cool merch though so shall we bring our our metal Bald friend in. <laughs> yeah. Match corner. Match corner. Match corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. Uh, he's got a face on him as usual. I've, I've never thought of the Daleks as being bold before. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I, bald as in the, the balls that are on there. Case. Oh, yes, I thought I'm, you said bold. Yes, in, like, no hair you. like me. <laughs> I'm talking about you. Go on, get out of it. You know the um the balls. Yes, you've got balls. Bugger off. So the, the ones the, that m- Miss is always playing with. Yeah. 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 I must say, our Dalek is it's getting a bit grumpy these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's uh, taking some umbrage that he's bringing us this cool stuff, but doesn't get to keep any. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Well, then you shouldn't have murdered loads of people, should you? There we go. Right. First up, we have an LED torch, full size, 12th mm. Doctor version. Yeah. It's a torch. LED. Mm. There you go. Yes. It's funny looking, isn't it? There's nothing <laughs> else to say about it, really. It's just a... Um, it's um, 
where's the top? Yeah. It's as if they've it's as if they've accident it's as if they've knocked the top off the Sonic. Um I I mean I'm assuming obviously because it's a torch, but um yeah, I don't know. It doesn't quite look right somehow. Hmm. It's uh yeah, if you can imagine the the twelfth Doctor's Sonic with just as Adam said, the the top part of it literally cut off <laughs> and replaced with just yeah, the um you know, the, the end of an LED torch. Uh, apparently it's quite bright. I'm not going to measure it in whatever you measure these things in. What was it, nits or something? Or hmm. Is it uh, actually, is it a full, is it like the, is it the same, is it a full size Sonic? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so there we go. Apparently it's uh, a must for any Doctor Who fan. Mm. Um, How much is it? Yeah, it's thirteen ninety nine off of Amazon. Mm. Um, and there's only two left in stock at the time of this recording with more due oh. on the way so oh. I, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued to see the actual thing because I've just I've just done a review of two sonic torches one was a key ring and one was a, a sort of well a torch but it was small I guess it's like the in-between size of this um, they looked great in their packaging um, but well when when I got actually got them out they weren't as good as I thought but um Anyway, yeah, I'm just wondering if this is by the same company. Um, but it doesn't say, does it? The company that did the torches I reviewed was Xeon uh, in partnership with the BBC. Um, and it looks like the same packaging. And I don't know. If it is by them, I'd imagine it to be very plasticky if it's the same company. Um, but uh, I'd be intrigued to see the actual product, see what it's like. It might be a lot better than um, than the pictures look. Yeah, it looks pretty basic. I think I might yeah. pass on this one. Mm. It looks okay, I suppose. Yeah. If torches are your thing, but yeah, you can order it immediately. Yeah, but there's only two left, so get in there quick. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, you'll be more impressed with this second bit of merch our Dalek friend has brought in, which is the Mr. Men books, the Doctor Who Mr. Men books, um, which have just <laughs> launched, actually. Um, and even better news, so the first sort of, it's the first four, isn't it, that have come out. So we've got Doctor First, Doctor Fourth, Doctor 11th and Doctor 12th have just come out. Yes. Um, and even better news is they've actually announced some more Doctors in the range. And I, I tell you what, there is one here <laughs> that I cannot wait to get. So the ones that have, have been announced, I think it's coming out in August, uh, is the Doctor 2nd, Doctor 9th. Um, oh, is there another Doctor? No, they've listed it twice. Doctor 9th, Doctor 8th, and the one that I really love, Doctor 7th. Yeah, he looks, he looks brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. He's got his little question mark umbrella and a big smiley face. Um, yeah, so it's really cool. They're, they're, obviously, they're going to do all the Doctors, aren't they? Have they missed any out? Or have we they still have. got to come? Yes. Who's so, not been done yet? So we haven't got the 10th Doctor yet. That's surprising, isn't it? Very, very surprising. So this really put my mm-hmm. wife in a bit of a hump. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because she's, you know, she's a... 10 is her Doctor, right? And mm. I, when I was going through some of this stuff earlier on in prep for the show, she was like, oh my, you know, they're so cute. You know, Mr. <laughs> Men and Doctor Who mash up. It's, it's awesome. And then yeah. her smile very quickly went upside down and she's like, hold on. I can't see a, 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 a Tenth Doctor version anywhere. And I was like, oh, oh, oh crap. Um, I was like, just calm down. Just let me have a quick look and <laughs> we'll see if we can fix this. But alas... She's not happy. Um, no. But yes, the um, and they've also announced a load of extra merch as well. So um, yeah. I'll stick a link in the show notes to this. If you head over to the the official site, which is um, the, it's just shop.mrmen.com. 
and then just do a search for, you'll see a link in the nav there for Doctor Who. They've got some mugs, t-shirts, coasters, notebooks, the usual stuff, but they've also got these really nice art prints as well. Mm. Um, and they look really cool. And I don't know about you, mate, but for me, the the one that's sort of capturing my heart at the moment is the first Doctor. Yeah, I, I yeah. I don't know what it is about him. It's just mm-hmm. the grumpy expression and the um, and the hair and, and stuff. It's really cool. Um do you know what? I, I'm not really... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love all of them. I think they're all really cute. But the one that's that I'm least sort of gravitating towards is the fourth Doctor one. Really? Okay. Uh, the reason why I say that is because he just looks too obvious for me. There's, If you can... You, I just wish that they had done something slightly different for him because, you know, mm-hmm. he's got the, the scarf and the hat. But I just wish he'd had like a slightly different pose or something. I'm not sure. If you look at some of the... The, the ones that have been announced that are coming out in August, like the Eighth Doctor one, they've done something yeah. very different for him. He's got quite the frown on him and he's got his little yeah. pocket watch. Um, and yeah. the second one looks good with his little recorder, doesn't he, in his hand? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and also the Capaldi one, Doctor 12. He um, looks cool. He, yeah. look, he looks cool, but he look, I was thinking, I'm not sure the Twelfth Doctor one should be so happy. He's got a great big grin on his face. Like, you know, <laughs> like the First Doctor one's got the grumpy. Um, I was thinking 12 should should probably be grumpy as well mm, but mm. they do look great and i'm I'm looking at the, the like you said the merch that they've got coming out for these and um it's brilliant actually yeah. i mean i know these are sort of aimed at a younger audience um but i don't care i mean the, i'm looking at the mugs because you know i love a mug of course this yeah. this one with the cyber the the mr men cyberman <laughs> holding up the mug yeah he's brilliant t first destruction of the earth second it says um but this merchandise is is just stunning i love it i can't wait to get some of this um i yeah. don't care I, i'm just going to be throwing my wages at it i think it's brilliant it's um, really cool yeah and the yeah. the mugs are actually really nice because the the mugs that have that feature the doctors have got this color on the handle and inside adds the color of the character Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. But the other mugs don't have that. So that's a nice little touch there. Yeah, I see what you mean. I noticed that. Yeah, it does look good, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, they've, they've got this little worm character featured throughout a lot mm-hmm. of them as well. So one of the mugs where it says game set exterminate. Oh, that's got, brilliant. I want that. Yeah, it's got the Dalek shooting a tennis ball out and he's got a racket in his hand, but there's the little worm poking out. And yeah. um, one of the mugs, which has got like the Zygons and the Silo, you know, all over it. It's got the little worm character as well. So... Yeah, really, really cool stuff from uh, from Hargreaves. Yeah, really it's, cool. it's good, isn't it? So the only Doctor's missing at the minute, it's number three and, and ten, isn't it, I think? Is there any other one missing? Uh, no, yeah, three and ten. Three and ten. I can't believe they haven't done ten because, like, he's normally the one they do first because they consider him to be the most popular. So mm. he's, bound to, he's bound to come along, isn't he? Um, but until he does, this all looks brilliant, yeah. Yeah, it looks great. So we'll stick a note in the show notes if you want to... Mm. Um, uh, grab some official merch, but the books themselves, um, as you would expect with Mister Men, really cheap. They're like one pound something uh, each off of Amazon because they're only small little things for kids. But if you wanted to order the books, they're um, they're, they're they're very cheap off Amazon. But the the merch is what I'm after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merch looks very good. Very They've cool. just done a Mister Men day down in the Dot Two Experience. Did you see? Yes. Yeah. Oh, how much would we have loved to have been there? Oh no. They had big cut cardboard cutouts of all the Mr. Men doctors and oh it just looked brilliant. They had all this merch for sale as well. I think it was like a an exclusive launch for it all as well. I just wow. I know a few people that were lucky enough to go. Yeah. Looked amazing. It did. It did. And that's gonna do for merch. Uh right, Adam. 
have you got your emoji badge on? Nope, can't see it. So yeah, your face is going to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> With a big smile or a frown or a face that looks like you're about to kill me. What are we going to do this week? Well, it is, of course, the second episode of Series 10, Smile. Between here and my office is everything that ever happened or ever will. Make your choice, past or future. Future. This is one of the Earth's first colonists. What are they? Alien birds? Tiny robots. Welcome to your new world. Be happy. That is a robot. It speaks emoji. Where are all the people? <gasps> Doctor, what do we do? Smile, smile, smile. Oh, look. Oh, They're expecting the new garden of Eden. What they are not expecting is to be the fertilizer. Well, you're going back in. I'm having this really childish impulse to blow it up. Doctor! Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. Episode two of series 10. Mm. Happiness uh, will prevail. Indeed. It was written by Frank Cottrell Boyce. It was directed yep. by Lawrence Goff, the same guy who directed the pilot. Mm. And it was obviously overseen by the mothball. And yeah, back to a 45-minute length Yeah, that we're familiar with, with newer Doctor Who. So, Smile, what you got on this one, mate? Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. A little bit slow in places. Right. Let down by the ending. Oh. But, but overall, right. I quite liked it, yeah. Overall. Um, Overall, I quite liked it. I mean, it looked visually amazing, but uh, I enjoyed watching the pilot, re-watching the pilot a lot, whereas on the second watch, this one uh, felt a little bit slow. But uh, yeah, right. overall, I quite liked it. I thought it was, I thought there was some, some very good ideas going on in there. Um, it's just a, yeah, just a shame about the whole reset button uh, at the end. <laughs> and the Doctor even says the word, suddenly he, he even says, it's just a big reset button, which I couldn't help but wonder if the Moffat put that in there. It was a bit of a two fingers to everyone that moans about him doing that all the time. But but no, I thought overall, I thought it was a, a decent episode. I wouldn't say it was great, but I thought it was decent. Yeah. What about you? Certainly, uh, I think, especially as it was written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, who wrote what I consider to be one of the worst episodes, Dot Two in the Forest of Night. I think this was quite, uh, you know, I had very low expectations, let's put it this way. And um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very watchable. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I've got similar views on it. I think yeah. um, I like. I really liked it. I thought it was a great episode. I think it continues the uh, the momentum, if you like, that we got from the pilot for series mm. ten. So I'm still hyped for series ten. Um, but like you, it just didn't seem to grab me in the same in the same way. I'm not sure if that's because you know we were just very excitable for a new series of Doctor Who, and the pilot mm. was just you know just a great opener. Um, yeah. to a to a new series and it all felt fresh and new um so this one didn't quite grab me in the same way uh, however i still think it was a really good episode and a, mm. a pretty um for me a, a pretty big sigh of relief um that we didn't have another huge clangor like you know forest but yeah uh, so it was pretty good the ending yeah was a bit soft and a bit wishy-washy but uh, i was mm. also quite surprised at how small a part ralph um ralph little had in this yeah me too because yeah. he was he was featured in one of the early um filming videos wasn't he He did that whole sort of spoof you know i'm not in doctor who video where he's walking around yeah. the tardis and stuff so you thought wow he's he must have a fairly decent part but he was in it for all of what five minutes not even that 
I know, and it's so disappointing because, like you said, I remember we both loved that video he did where he's walking around the TARDIS set saying, um, so, yeah, there's these rumours that I'm in Doctor Who, I don't know what it's all about, I've never heard of the show, and he's walking around the TARDIS set, and it was a great video, and I was thinking, hmm, now, that's interesting. Why would he be saying, pretending not to be in it when clearly he's in it? There must be something to his character to do with that. I remember saying, oh, is it the silence? He's lost his memory. There's all sorts of hmm. things I was thinking, and and then it just turns out that, yeah, he's just in it for, like, a couple of minutes at the end and I was thinking wow yeah that's surprising and also he was well sorry we'll get on to cast later and jump ahead but also I thought his acting was pretty poor actually yeah. I was almost glad he wasn't in it anymore oh yeah. Um, yeah in fact I found him really annoying I almost wanted him to get um, turned to bones but um <laughs> but yeah no uh, yeah it was shocking how little he was in it yeah I, I, I still can't quite get over it <laughs> yeah it's weird yeah um but overall um still a very good episode for me I thought uh, mm. pretty good story quite dark as yeah. a story I would say yeah. and uh, and a, a nice small cast again mm. that we had uh, similar to last week with the with the pilot just a couple of key people outside of the Doctor and Bill even, yeah. even Nardole has a only has a, a minute of screen time yeah just at the beginning do you know I never thought I'd say this but I really wanted more I really wanted more Nardo. I was quite when they landed at, back on Earth at the end I was thinking oh, I'll probably get a nice little scene with Nardo now and of course we didn't because it goes straight into uh, thin ice um, so yeah I, I, I really wanted a bit more oh, Nardo mate. actually I'm liking him. Yeah, do you know what? Just, I love that scene at the start where he's like, I'm not making her a cup of tea and, and he's all being all grumpy and he's had his nose powder <laughs> joining because the doctor's found a new friend and he's sort of, yeah, I, I just thought, I'm, I'm really liking this Dr. Nardal uh, relationship, the way they sort of, I don't know, I just, yeah, I want more Nardal. Yeah, do you know what, mate, you've, you've read my mind completely because there were a, a few places in this story where it did slow down a little bit. And I was thinking mm. now would be the perfect time to inject yeah. a little bit of Nardole humour in here just to, yes. to pick it back up. Yeah, but yeah, really, it, it was a really surprising story for me, this one, in, I mean, j- just in terms of casting, because mm-hmm. I, I honestly thought that Ralph Little was going to have a much bigger part to play. And I I just didn't see it coming that they would just shelve Nardole for an entire story mm. where he played such a big part last week and obviously is going to play a you know, a big part moving forward. So don't get me wrong. It's okay. It's one of those kind of isolated stories that just didn't have anything to do at all, did it, with any bigger story arcs apart from, no. you know, at the beginning and at the end. So it is one of those cool little isolated stories, but yeah, just didn't quite grab. So um, in terms of story, mate, and plot and stuff, it was, like I said, it was fairly dark. It sort of um, uh, sort of hovers around that, that moral issue that we have again that we see many times in in modern mm. doctor who where so they've they've landed on the um that they've landed uh, at this off-world um colony haven't they expecting to see lots of humans running around but it's it's run by these uh, uh these emoji robots and um uh, and these little nanobots called the vardi um, Vardy, yeah, yeah, which we, we find out are actually the buildings themselves. So these little nanobots have actually constructed this colony out of themselves. Mm. And uh, the, the humans are in sort of suspended animation ready to, to be awoken and, uh, and, and get on with it, only to find that the, uh, the, the Vardy have, have taken sort of unhappiness as some kind of disease to be cured. So if someone's unhappy, the way that they, that they sort that out is to, you know, to kill you, basically. Because they see it as a sign of, of you know, 
Oh, like a malfunction, I suppose. Pretty in much, a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, so the doctor's answer to this really is to like, you know, just blow the whole lot up. And uh, mm. uh, but what he hasn't noticed is there's actually humans still knocking about. So we have the 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 small boy that's somehow been awoken. I'm not sure how. Uh, which, oh yeah, we don't find out, do we? He just suddenly yeah. appears. Mm. Yeah, and then we've and Bill obviously sees him and stuff. And so we have that sort of moral question as well. You know, should the the doctor be blowing you know everything up, or should he be you know finding another way? But uh, and then at the end, it's sort of I guess it's happily ever after. They sort of yeah, like you say, they'll slightly weak ending with the big reset button all the mm. robots and the Vardy are all back to you know back to square one and now it's down to the humans to to, to sort them out and and get on with but it. But it did it did make me sort of think wouldn't isn't that um isn't it just gonna happen again though? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, do you know what I mean? Like they so they've reset but is it, isn't mm. it just uh, have they actually solved the issue? I wasn't quite too clear about that, but because I know the doctor just says, "Well, it's it's down to them now," um, so I don't know. It, it did seem a little bit unsatisfying to me the ending, um, and also because it is quite a it's I wouldn't say slow, but it's an episode that takes its time. I did feel they could have perhaps done a bit more with that time because we get introduced to the humans very late in the episode yeah. and then it all kind of kicks off and I was thinking well actually we could have brought them in 10 minutes more and had a bit more like you said you know Ralph Little's hardly in it but we could have had a bit more with them and I think it might have actually helped to just the pace of the episode because it, it was a little bit wordy in places I mean I did you know I did enjoy it but I don't know I just I felt like it needed perhaps one more rewrite just to fix a few bits that that could have been easily fixed to make the episode better if you see what I mean yeah, there was some yeah. really good stuff going on in there um but it just yeah it kind of just sort of plodded along a bit there was some nice humor in it I mean I absolutely love the beginning I don't know about you I thought the very first scene the pre-credit scene was brilliant oh, between, was very good. between yeah. Bill and the doctor and she's saying like about the TARDIS not having seat belts and why are the seats so far away from the concert? And I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. You know, and this is stuff that I've never really sort of thought about before, but is actually so obvious. And the way Capelda is just like so proud of his spaceship and he's like, you know, well, I'm standing by, I'm, I stand here like this. And that. it's a <laughs> lovely scene. And then Nyla comes in and adds a bit more humor. I wish I could hear what the doctor says under his breath because neither time that I've watched this, you know, when Nardo comes in, Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. He, he sort of says something. He says something like it's the wife or so. He says something under his breath, and I, I maybe I should put the um, subtitles on because it almost as if he calls him something, but I haven't caught what it is. Um, I'm probably reading too much into this. It's just I'm really intrigued by because Nardal then starts going on about you've made an oath. What do you think you're doing? You're not going anywhere and all that. And I was thinking, yeah. So we got a little bit more teasing about the vault and the fact that the doctor's made an oath to stay on earth and not travel. So, uh, you know, all that's very intriguing, but it makes me very intrigued about Nardo as well. So I was sort of thinking, what did the doctor just say then? You know, I'm trying to read into everything basically. Yeah. Um, it was probably mean. nothing. Yeah. It probably just, yeah, it probably just makes a flipping comment, but well, I can't actually um, remember that line or any, or him muttering under his breath, you know, You'll well, I missed it out. the first time. It was on the second watch. He just sort of looks like, when Nardo comes in and says, what are you doing or something? He kind of looks to the ground and says, Oh, it's, he might say it's the wife or something like that. He says something under his breath. And I was like, what was that? Uh, and I just couldn't couldn't catch it because um, he mumbles it. But it's probably absolutely nothing at all. Mm. Um, but it just sort of, yeah, just something I've 
picked up on. But I loved all that, didn't you? I was thinking, yeah, what is this yeah. oath about? What is this vault about? Um, I love the fact it's not too much of a big deal, though. It's just kind of there, lingering yes. in the background. Yeah. It's just, no, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and that's what I mean. The In terms of, like, um, series-wide story arc, I think the moth mm-hmm. is um, very, well, in a lot of people's opinions, very sort of happily holding back on that stuff at the moment. Because yes. if we think back to some of the Matt Smith stories with clara and stuff it was just you know smashed in your face the whole time that mm-hmm. you know what's going on but I, I really like the fact that it's been mentioned now in the first episode and now we've got another mention of it here but they've left it like you say it's just lingering there it's like what is the vault you know well yeah more importantly what is inside the vault and we it's just there and it's ready to be you know, opened both metaphorically and physically. So it's, I like that they've just left it there for you to ponder over. Mm. And I, I'm pretty sure that that's, I'm pretty sure that the moth has done that intentionally where he's probably had so many people say to him, you know, these bloody big timey-wimey story arcs are just driving mm. us insane sort of thing. So now he's like, okay, I'm going to go to the other, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum now and give you an arc, but it's you, you're going to have to, you know, really stick with it. And mm. just, you know, we're going to get everyone talking and guessing. So I would say, you know, fair play to the moth for, for doing it this way for his final series. He's, he quite, he's kind of given us, he's, he's given the fans, you know, more what we want. Mm. But he's not really given us too much fan service. He's given us something very new. I mean, we have no idea what's inside there. But, you know, mm. that theory could all go to crap if it opens up and Clara's sitting in there. Oh, no. You know, that could all be a, a bit of a disaster. But I really like how he's just teasing at the moment. Yeah, I, I just, I love being able to speculate over this stuff. And it, it mm. makes me more intrigued about him, Nardle, as well, because Nardle seems to know the Doctor really well. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking, so how much time, you know, how long have these two been sort of traveling together and stuff? Because Nardle seems to have really got the Doctor's character. And I, I love the way that they're, sort of bounce off each other they're a bit tetchy the doctor's a bit tetchy with nardle isn't he? and nardle's always bringing him into check as well mm. um you know and uh, yeah i just i'm just really loving all that and with this episode i suppose the the sort of main purpose is to to sort of cement the relationship between the doctor and bill yeah which i think it does quite well i mean it there were bill does ask a lot of questions in this episode and i would say it was just slightly bordering on too many i mean we, you know there was a, at one point in the middle i was thinking she's just firing questions question i don't I just because I, I absolutely love bill i already after two episodes i'm loving her as a companion um and i think she brings out the best in capaldi as well i don't know about mm-hmm. you but yep. i think they they are really working together so far um but yeah i, I don't I, I think as long as that's just in this episode I just i don't want every episode her just being like what's the dalek what's the tardis what's it you know it's it needs to be just toned down now I think now that they've been out and on an adventure together and, you know, because yeah. her, her character is brilliant and she's brilliant as well. Pearl Mackey is Bill is absolutely it's already becoming a fan favorite. I mean, like we were talking about Twitter earlier, I, you know, I'm seeing so much positivity towards her as a mm-hmm. companion, which is, which is great. Um, and as I said, I think she's working incredibly well with Capaldi. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I agree. You know, yeah. Especially in the humor as well at the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, just needed to just, Tone down the questions just a fraction, I thought. A wee bit. Um, yeah. In this, yeah, it's just slightly starting to get a bit too much. But, um, but yeah, she's she's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, so some story stuff then. Mm. Uh, the opening scene, not in the in the TARDIS and so on, but when we land on the or when we see our, 
you know, get our first look at the the colony and stuff. How two yeah. sort of characters are sets the story up quite nicely, I would say. Yeah, quite like that where the other, you know, one of the the, the characters. I know I don't know which. I can't. They never mention then, or did they mention their names? I can't be sure. But one of them is very desperate for the other one to just keep smiling and stuff, and mm. you, you kind of get a gist of what's happening here. And she gets, you know, uh, obliterated instantly by the nanobots and stuff. Yeah, and um, and uh, and then the other the other character presumably meets the same fate because the doctor finds a necklace later on in in the garden and so on. So uh, I thought that was quite a good. Um, uh, another another actress that I'm sure has been in Who before, um, but she, again they didn't make very good use of her at all. So um, Mina Anwar, yeah, I'm sure um, she's been in Who before. She's definitely she's she's in the Sarah Jane adventure. She oh, plays Rani's right. mum. Yes, um, but yeah. I was trying to work out if she'd been in Who as well. I can't remember now. Like you said, she's she's an instantly recognisable face. I was like, oh, I know her, um, but yeah, she was only in that one scene at the beginning wasn't she yeah very small part again though quite underused i would say yeah 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 um but yeah so that scene with those two characters that was quite good it was quite a um you know i I imagined that the large majority of viewers eyebrows were sort of at the back of their head at that bit because it doesn't waste any time you know it's quite Mm. emotional stuff and then somebody gets literally sort of eaten and dissolved straight away within a few minutes so that was quite cool and then that that's for me like that kind of set us off on this good sort of roller coaster but then immediately it slowed down a bit it did and i could see i was watching this with my partner and i could see i could see he was really drawn in at this point um you know with, with what was going on he was watching it um but i did feel him drifting off in the middle like whereas i was still quite enjoying it with the doctor and bill getting to know each other i could see him as a sort of more casual viewer drifting off Mm. whereas he didn't in the pilot and now you know that's why again well i watched it a second time watched on my own because if you're sat with someone and you can see that they're not engaged in the episode as much as you it does then affect your yeah you know opinion of the episode so um but yeah it did slow down a bit after that didn't it we got quite a lot of walking around i mean thankfully the visuals made up for that because it, yes. it, was, uh, it was filmed in Valencia, wasn't it, in That's Spain? Right. Yep. Um, I don't know the name of the building. Is it a, a museum or something? It's but the, it, um, but... the City of Arts and Sciences. That's it. That's yeah. another, by the way, that's another holiday I'll be going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Valencia. What for? Oh, I don't know. Very random. Um, but uh, yeah, it made for an absolutely fantastic location, didn't yeah. it? It looked visually brilliant. And um, the way they mixed it with the the cornfield. I mean, um, again, direction by old Lawrence Goff. Old Goff. Yep. Um, I thought was excellent. Amazing. Visually really well directed. Um, so even though it did slow up a bit, um, it was still visually amazing to watch. Um, and it it kept me entertained. I was just sort of thinking more, the casual viewer might have slid off a little bit, I think in the middle. Um, I felt. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. In those sort of quieter moments. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so the sort of the biggest, well, yeah, the, the 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 biggest selling point, if you like, that the Beeb went down with this episode was the emoji robots, mm. um, <laughs> and the fact that they communicate via emojis. And I think the Doctor mentioned something like, you know, that's just how sort of humans have sort of evolved. You know, to keep, I think what they're basically saying is, you know. Uh, you know, language and communication is just 
been boiled down to its most simplest form, which is in mm. this day and age relevant to younger people, I guess. Well, not younger people, but, you know, in terms of like social media and, you know, Twitter and and yeah. texting and stuff. Emojis are the thing, aren't they? It's just, I can't see yeah, them going away any, anytime soon. So, no. Um, so that was the whole thing. So what did, you, what did you think of that whole concept of the emoji robots and them being, you know, they can only communicate via emoji? I mean, it was kind of cool, I suppose. I, I, I quite liked it, actually, because yeah. I remember when this, do you remember when they first banded this this idea around and it was getting slayed when the fans were like, oh, emoji robot, oh, how tacky. And, you know, it didn't go down very well when mm. it was first sort of rumoured. But I, I thought it works quite well, actually. Um, I I just can't make up my mind about the emoji robots because I quite like them. But I didn't feel any real threat from, from them, if I'm honest. They never, you know, when they were doing their angry face, I don't know, they weren't very scary. But I I still quite like them. I'm just I'm not quite sure they did the job they were meant to. Um, but I but I did think it it did work. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean the doctor's line about I think uh, Bill says, don't she? Why, you know, they can't even run or something. And he's like, well, was he say something about that's when you need to be scared the most because obviously mm. they don't need to or something. I thought, well, that's good. That's a cool line because I was thinking that as well. I was thinking, well, they're not exactly hard to get away from. You could just kick it over yeah you know it's yeah. It, they they just weren't very threatening i didn't think but but they still kind of worked i, I still quite they're kind of cute <laughs> i yeah. wouldn't mind one on my desk yeah that's what i was thinking it's from a mm. merchandising point of view this has I got think, pound yeah. signs all over it you know this it is going to be a a real i can admit there was a, a robot in a very similar design to this that was been out for years now it's one of those little um robots that you can control with a remote control and it does like little gestures and can walk and all that stuff. Forgot the name of it now, but mm. you can see that this is the bee will likely go down that road with it. You can see lots of little toys from these and and all yeah. that stuff. So they're kind of. I, I think I agree with you, mate. I think they are good and I I do like them and they they were better than what I thought they were going to be because like mm. you when we first got this reveal for series ten and we saw these and we thought oh Christ what are they doing here but they are quite cool, but like you, I just wish there was a bit more creepiness to them. They could have been more creepy. Yeah, because yeah. if you think back to the pilot, you know when the character Heather was, um, after she died and she was possessed by something, That some of those scenes were very scary mm. and creepy. So I thought that maybe now that they've kind of set the bar with episode one about you know how creepy things are going to get or how they could be, I thought, you know, they could they had a bit more wiggle room with this one to make them a bit scarier and a bit creepier, yeah. but they sort of held back a lot and they were just cute. <laughs> they were just sort of knocking about, not really doing much. And and yeah. I was looking for a lot more expressions as well because, you know, being, you know, in, there's loads of emojis, isn't there? Even yeah. like, like facial expressions. All we saw was like happy, confused, sad, and then that sort of death face with the, the, yeah, little, that's right. the little... Death faces with all the you know the rows of teeth are like a skeleton, but so I was looking for a bit more in terms of their yeah, range of emoji because if that's the only mm. way they can communicate, then they're a little bit limited, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. Yeah. Th I thought that as well. I, I felt that it was a bit strange that they stuck to those. I mean, there was a good scene where they were all lined up in the window. I think that's about the closest they came to looking pretty scary oh, yeah. i was like all yeah. oh, right they're all ready yeah. to kick off now but they never did yeah. um but yeah I, th I thought that a bit about the emojis as well and also i mean i don't want to pick the story apart too much but 
if it doesn't bear too well if you start really looking into it i mean the, the sort of the fact that these robots are built but they never thought to include the emotion grief doesn't really stand up to too much analyzing because you know they're supposed to be far in the future and it i yeah, don't know yeah. you know it's just a bit it, it doesn't quite hold up if you think about it too much but um but yeah i mean as i said as, in terms of a, a story it, it worked it, it did its job but mm. Yeah, it would have been would have been quite interested to see a bit more. I liked the little, you know, the little patches that they had, and they sort of the badges that the Doctor and Pearl yeah. had on their back, showing their emotions. That was a nice idea, and they kind of reminded me a bit of um, Robots of Death when they first got them. Remember the corpse marker? Oh things? yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there weren't many be anything like that, but just when they first got them, reminded me of those. But that was quite a nice idea. Like the Doctor saying, "What am I? You know, what am I?" Showing on my, you know, what face have mm. I got on my back now? And because obviously the Doctor always tries to hide his emotion and with that he can't really do that so that was quite interesting but again they could have played a bit bit yeah. more with it i thought yeah i thought that there was i thought there was quite a um a, a classic who vibe with the story a little bit because mm. it's kind of a little bit arc in spacey a little bit yeah to begin with you know and it's also got yeah. like you say robots of death where we have the robots sort of turning against uh people we also had you know the beast below as well that was a little bit yeah like yeah. that as well with sort of you know so it, it, I, it that's not classic Who, but you know, um, you know, it did have a bit of a, you know, a, a, a older Who sort of vibe to the story, mm. because there wasn't heaps of action going on all the time. It was more a, you know, the the, the Doctor and companion trying to uh, to fix like the oncoming threat, if you like. Not that the mm. emoji bo- emote robots were hugely threatening, but there wasn't sort of huge explosions and special effects all over the place. It was more of a sort of quieter paced more classic who vibe i thought yeah no I'd, I'd agree with that i think that's why i i still quite like it because even, like, though, yeah. even yeah. in the slower bits it did remind me more of an old school who story mm. um i did think you know at the end though like you're saying about the, the robots not being much of a threat but you know obviously we had the things in the sky what were they called the Those, nanobots the nanobots i did yeah, think um yeah we had that thing that we've talked about a few times on the podcast where in one scene, they can kill within seconds. And then at the end, when the guys are shooting at them with the guns, I mean, there's thousands of the things up there yeah, in the sky, yeah. and they were taking forever. I mean, they would have all been bones before <laughs> they'd even like... But they were... I don't know, I felt that at the end. I was thinking, God, they're, they're taking an awful long time to kill people, whereas at the start, they did it in, like, nanoseconds, you know? It's like... Yeah. so. But that seems to be a common thing in here, that um, things only kill you... Um, straight away when they need to and other other times they'll give you like half an hour to have a head start run you know it's like well yeah i think that's i, I think you have to it, it's just that age old thing isn't it with who mm. um and we have it all the time in the seventh doctor's era where you've just got to go with it sometimes you have to yeah, you have you to do. sort of suspend your disbelief and just you know roll with it and and know that yeah that could have happened and likely would have done but for the sake yeah. of the story we'll We'll sort of go with it, but um, but yeah. So I did like that kind of old old classic Who type of vibe to it, which I think, like you, really. Um, even though, like I said, it did slow down a couple of times, but I didn't reach for my phone. You know, I was sort of glued to it, and I did really enjoy that. The whole sort of the whole story, I thought it was quite good. Um, and then we had yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, the the humans come into it quite late. We did have yeah. We did have the. The, the two characters at the beginning we had the 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 lad walking around looking for his mum and uh and then we had that really old 
lady sort of lying down with the, oh yeah with the the, the electronic book which looked like mm. the sort of history of the human race on earth really and some other bits there but i i didn't understand the need to have those scenes in there yeah you know, i could be wrong you know tell me if i'm missing something quite big or you know integral to the story but i didn't really see the need to have that character laying there because uh, all, all it served really was for bill to have a look through the book and mm. and her to ask the doctor you know is no, I'm quite glad you said that, yeah. actually, because I thought I was being a bit... I, I didn't get that on a first watch. And on the second watch, I kind of thought, okay, so it's so that Bill can recognise the grief and the human right. But no, I didn't... It did seem a little out of place, I thought. It almost felt like it was just there to sort of fill five minutes, um, I felt. Yeah, so no, I do agree with you on that one. Uh, I didn't quite get it, uh, mm-hmm. why we needed that. But yeah, I think it was just literally there to serve a purpose of Bill working out that it was grief and, and all that. But, I mean, she could have done that anyway. But anyway, yeah, I do I do agree with you about that. Yeah, because for that, mm. it's kind of explained anyway because yeah. the Doctor goes to blow the whole thing up but then realises that the ship they're on is actually the ship with all the colonists mm. on and they're yeah. not arriving, you know, at some point in the near future. And then he stops the explosion and then we have, you know, that's kind of the story gets explained a little bit anyway by the Doctor through those scenes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a... I'm not quite sure what the purpose of that was and why, because we have no idea how long the humans have been there for. So why we, why is she not in a hibernation chamber and just laying there? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So. Why, why were those women just walking around at the beginning? And why is that kid just walking around? I don't know. There was a few, there was more to be explained in the story, wasn't there? Well, they I were, thought. were they, well, the doctor called those guys, the shepherds. Do you remember? Okay. So he said that they were there to sort of oversee so, uh, you know, they got caught up in the initial, oh, you're unhappy, you know, you must die sort of thing. Right. So I think he calls them the shepherds and they were there sort of um, sort of woken up before all the other humans to make sure that when they get woken up, everything's as it should be. Yeah. yeah. But it just unfortunately, they, um, they bit the <laughs> they, dust. <laughs> they don't make it that far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, in terms of sort of story and stuff, there was a couple of little bits in there that, you could we could pick apart, couldn't we, if we spoke about it in more detail? But you just yeah. go with it, I suppose. It's just it is one of those stories. I think, yeah, if you if you it doesn't hold up that well under under close examination, but as a story, it, it works perfectly fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay, let's get into some characters. In so, like we said, a very small mm. cast. Um, Ralph Little. Let's actually no. Before we get onto him, let's talk about the two uh, the two characters at the beginning. So, one of them is very very frantic. Mm. you know trying to convince the other one to to you know the other lady to keep a smile on her face keep smiling whatever you do don't frown or or make yourself because i that was another part of the story that i thought they could have played up to a bit more where the little badge that you wear that sort of shoots around and stays on you know on on your back yeah i'm assuming picks up Mm. on your actual emotion and it's what and i think the doctor does it for a little while as well and tells bill to do it is just to smile you know just keep smiling and so on mm-hmm. so that sort of made the little badge on your back redundant i suppose because i thought that that was meant to pick up what you were actually feeling at the time yes yeah but, th- but then when you sort of gave us when you just put a smile on your face and had this big fake smile the little badge on your back also turned to a smile so it's not really picking up what you're actually feeling it's just picking up your you know your emotion that you're giving out for people to perceive 
Mm. Yeah, I thought that, and that I mean that only just it just about works, doesn't it? But I I thought that as well, and I I think they tried to get around it, but the Doctor does say something to Bill about because doesn't she say, well, does you know does does that work? And he's like, mm. well, even just smiling you know, makes your body react or something. I think they tried to get around it with a throwaway (laughs) line. So again, I I guess you just have to go with it. But I did think the same. I was like, well, just because they're smiling inside their head, surely the emoji would be scared or terrified or, you know, just because they're actually like, um, it made for quite a funny scene though with Capaldi uh, doing his grinning, what a lovely place you have here and all that. I mean, it's quite a fun scene, but yeah. but yeah, I did think that as well. I was thinking, again, I'm not sure that 100% works, but yeah. what about the upgrade to the ears as well? What was that? Because that was another oh, thing, wasn't right. it? We had the upgrade to the ears, which I thought was a bit strange. That's right. Yeah, that was um, sort of a communication thing, wasn't it? So <clears> they could yeah. speak to each other. Do you know what, mate? I think that just wasn't needed either. I didn't, yeah, again, I didn't get that. Because, because they still got it now? Or I don't know. Is it well, just in that place? Or <laughs> It was kind of, uh, it was the only time it was ever used, really, wasn't it? It was when uh, Bill was in front of the map of the ship and she was guiding the Doctor to the central oh, that's right. sort of yeah. core area. And that was only, what, a couple of minutes, really. Mm. So, again, it was just in there just to get one person from A to B. It was one of those little plot mechanisms, wasn't it, that wasn't overly... You know, needed. <laughs> yeah. What did What did you think about the Doctor? Keep he kept trying to leave Pearl behind as well, didn't he? I, I suppose you could say he was trying to protect her actually. But he, at one point, he yeah. orders her back to the TARDIS, and then then she turns up again, and that does lead to a great scene on the staircase actually, where she's she's saying about why do you sound Scottish, and he's that that was a nice oh that was cool. It's a lovely, yeah. well written scene actually. Um, some nice humour in that. But then there's the other bit where she's reading the map, and he purposely tricks her into staying behind and then all of a sudden he's like actually i need you here <laughs> and um so she has to go and find it but i don't know i felt a bit sorry for pearl it was as if he was trying to get rid of it but i suppose he's just trying to protect her really yeah i think there's a lot of that we see that quite a lot don't we with mm. newer companions if you like where they're sort of banished to the tardis for their own safety but they never stay there do they no 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 um, but that was a cool scene actually because doesn't she say something like um are there Scotland's? In, in I can't remember, but there's some really nice lines that they come out with in that scene. And she's talking about Scotland, and he's like, "He's like, I'm not Scottish. I just sound angry or something." That's and then, right. yeah. and then she says something else. I don't know. There was there was quite a quite a nice bits of humour in this episode. I remember thinking there was lots of it. Actually, forgive the pun, making me smile. I was thinking there's some lovely writing going on here. Yeah, I did yeah. detect. I'm not sure about you, but I do detect the moths sticky fingers in some yes. of this especially that first scene it felt very much like a moffat written scene but i could be wrong i mean he's not co-credited is he no but there were there were a few bits where i thought that sounds like a moffat line that sounds like he's just popped in and said oh frank just uh, just include this will you you know <laughs> so but they were lovely the humor in it was lovely they were yeah and it was also um quite political as well so when bill yeah. says you know are there Scotland's in space? The doctor's like, yeah, there are many Scotland's all striving for independence. Oh, that's it on every planet. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that was, you know, that was a little quite relevant to what's happening at the moment, you know, yeah. politically, uh, which I thought was quite good. Um, uh, so yeah, back to the two characters uh, before. Um, very, very cool. Like the look of worry and panic mm. was evident, was really good and confusion you know, it was all good, but yeah, just underused again. I thought that, 
you know, it was a, it was a good setup to the story. Don't get me wrong; it's quite shocking. Mm. It, it was good, but um, could have been used a little bit more. Those characters, I would say. Yeah, um, they were okay though. Yeah, they were good. They served the purpose, but yeah. Yeah, uh, let's talk about um, Ralph Little then, because he was part of a sort of group mm-hmm. of other actors playing the humans who. I don't think they had any lines, the other people. I could be wrong, but... I don't, I don't think they did. I was thinking no. the same thing. I think they... No, they don't. It's only Ralph Little gets yeah. to mouth off for five minutes and that's it, isn't it? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he was good in this at all, really. No, I didn't. In fact, um, I've written in my notes, Ralph Little, crap. <laughs> I thought he was... <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I've written on the page. I didn't think he was good in it. No, I thought his that... acting was rubbish. He, see, he seemed just... I don't know, it took me out of the episode a bit because um, I don't know if I can explain this, but I think you'll know what I mean. You know when you can t- you can tell that someone's acting? Does that make sense? He just seemed like yeah, yeah. he was just, this is as if he'd just been handed the script, read the lines once, put the script down and then said the lines. It just, yeah, I wasn't impressed with him at all. I mean, it, uh, I know we were saying earlier, that, you know, he was hardly in it, but having seen the bit he was in, I'm quite glad he wasn't in it anymore because... Mm wasn't just his acting, though. It was the way he was written. He was just written as a really annoying, oh, I'm going to shoot them all. And it's like, oh, dear. Yeah, I didn't didn't empathise with his character at all, considering that we're supposed to be caring about the humans at that point, aren't we? They're, you know, they've all come out and, you know, they're about to get killed. So, really, you want them to be likeable characters. Like, no, no, no. But actually, I was thinking, oh, go on. <laughs> to turn into t- I just didn't like him. I was thinking, yeah, and he was very mouthy towards the doctor when the doctor's trying to stop him. And yeah, I didn't just didn't sympathise with his character at all. No, I know yeah. what you mean. It's um, he just wasn't he just wasn't written very well. And the no. the lines that he did have, they he you know as a performance just wasn't really great at all. And no. maybe well, maybe that's why he was only in it for a couple of minutes. Maybe they mm. cast him. And he had a great sort of screen test and audition and stuff. And they're like, oh, this guy's going to be great. But then when it came to it, they're like, oh, it's not that great, is he? Let's I thought just... he'd be good, though. I mean, he's oh, I been did. in, he's done a lot of television. I mean, I know he's known for comedy, but he's done a lot of stuff. And I mean, um, he used to be in the Royal Family, the program, the Royal Family. And, That's right. You know, I mean, he, I'm sure he can act. He just, I don't know. He just didn't do it for me at all no. in this. So it's like as soon as he walked off and he's like, oh, doing a fake yawn and hello, what's going on? I just was like, oh, what? Acting's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, it did do it for me. And he was very mouthy to the doctor as well. Oh, quite attitude. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, yeah, just not one of, I mean, but that's just one of the things with Who, isn't it? That we've picked up on so many times is that the support cast, now and then you just get one or two that, don't hit the mark at all. No, he didn't. He didn't hit the mark. It's a no. good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we had the the wee lad. Um, uh, ah, I mean, again, the acting's just wasn't. I mean, he was okay when Bill first finds him and he's wandering around, and you feel quite sorry mm-hmm. for him. But then when he's sort of standing there and he's, you know, he's asking for his mum. It's hard to critique, you know, a, a, a child actor and I stuff. Know. But, you know, it is hard to. But, again, just not that convincing for me. No, it wasn't very convincing. I mean, it is difficult with child actors, isn't it? But it wasn't very convincing. Because um, we've said this, uh, you know, we're, what we reviewed the story recently, we were, so we were saying, weren't we, that at least the child actors were good in it. Was it, oh, uh, The Empty Child? Like all the guys around the dinner table. They're really good, those young guys. Hmm. And they're probably about the same age as this guy. Um, but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't 
he was a typical what I'd call typical not very good child actor um uh, but I'll tell you what I do like though is that Bill once again saving the day um in terms of the scene because uh, when he's like scared and he's not very convincingly scared yeah she was really good wasn't she because she's like look look at your n- nice new house and all that and I just thought she was great in that scene so that kind of brought me back into it if you know what I mean okay yeah yeah but yeah it wasn't the best it's a nice idea having that um locket with the hologram in though it's a nice little touch that was quite cool yeah 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 so that that um uh, that child is uh, Kaiser Akhtar. Right. Uh, apparently been in a couple of things, but yeah, he's, uh, really? it wasn't that yeah. convincing for me, really. No. It was okay, yeah. Um, Were you, because um, that's the only other bit where the robots, the Emoji robots, had the chance to be scary as well, because they sort of, she says, come come away from the robots, and they both, either side of him, grab him, don't they? And again, I was thinking, oh, were they, you know, the, the, again, it just didn't, it sort of fizzled out, they weren't scary, but they could have been in that scene. You know, yeah, but I know what you again, mean. it just kind of fizzled off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, one character that was, um, uh, sort of underneath it all that we didn't really see, um, was a, 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 a guy called Kieran Shah. Um, and let me tell you, uh, he's 60 years old. Oh, and he has been in so many films, it's not, it's not funny. Uh, so one of the emoji robots. Um, emoji bot one apparently because they made two of them uh was this uh uh character called kieran shah and he's um uh, he's a wee chap and he's a, basically a he's an actor stroke stuntman um and he's been in um so many films um it's just yeah let me try and look up some of the films he's been in but the thing is you never see his face no, he's, he's, I've just yeah. I've just looked at him on Wiki. So yeah, the Dark Crystal, Return of the Jedi, yeah, uh, yeah. Aliens, Bullseye. I don't know what the TV program. No, it must be a film. Uh, Braveheart, Titanic. Yeah, he's got quite an impressive CV. Lord of the Rings, um, The Hobbit. Yeah, he's The in, Hobbit. Uh, he's done. Yeah, he's done quite a lot, hasn't he? He's been in so many things. He was in. He's been in the. He was in Star Wars, The Force Awakens. He's um, Indiana Jones movies, the early Superman movies. Uh, legend. Honestly, he's been in so many films, mm. so uh, it just seems bizarre that such a huge. I mean, he's, you know, he he he's richer than all of the cast combined. <laughs> Honestly, this guy has earned, and he's a. It's just I'm, I've no idea why he was cast as the emoji bot, covered mm. up the entire time because it's just literally his body movements that you saw. Well, I would have a, never yeah. known it was him. Yeah, ever. it's a bizarre bit mentioned casting. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was kind of weird to have him, you know, such a huge, massive global star. Because if you, if you say his name, everyone's like, who's that? But then yeah. as soon as you see a picture of him, I think he was in, I think the, the film where you see his face the most would be the, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe film that came out a few years back. He was mm. like the evil, like the Ice Queen's little minion-y um, oh, yeah. person. But he was also in... Um, the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, he was like, he played all of the Impa Loompas in that. So yeah. as soon as you see, a, you show a picture of him, everyone's like, oh, that little dude. But yeah, it, it's just crazy that you never see him, but he's in the, he's in the emoji bot, so. Perhaps he just wanted to be in Doctor Who, because, do you know, that's the impression I got with Ralph Little. And because the BBC posted a, a little video, didn't they, saying Ralph Little finally 
achieves his uh, childhood yeah. dream. And I kind of thought, is this an, a case of another actor that's phoned them off and said, <laughs> oh, do you know, I'd really like to be in Doctor. Oh, I've got a part for you. We'll throw you in this episode. I just wonder if that quite genuinely was the case. Ralph said, oh, have you got anything you could that I could do in it? And, you know, the moth's like, um, well, yeah, you could be, who did he play? Steadfast. Steadfast, the mouthy, yeah. gobby human that the doctor meets for five minutes in episode two. Oh, perfect. Yeah, maybe he just wanted to be in it. And, yeah, because I can't imagine they were sat there thinking, right, who can we get for this part? You know, who's going to... Re- <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe that was it. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so that's my, like the supporting cast. And then Nardo, like we said, he's in it at the beginning. He's very good. Yes. Uh, and then we don't see him again. Let's talk about Bill in this one. So yeah. Bill... Uh, just brilliant, just like the pilot. Absolutely. Really, really progressing the character and not slowing down at all. Just really keeping the her character alive, if you like. So, you know, sometimes where we've seen, uh, let me think, so with Rose at times, some episodes she's really bubbly and, mm. you know, she could be quite annoying with it and quite attitude and stuff. And then some episodes she's really quiet and we don't, you know, she does hardly says anything. She's just sort of moody and, you know, you don't really see much. Uh, I can't, I get the feeling that we're not going to have that with with Bill. I think Pearl Mackey's just really got a handle already on how she wants that character to be. Yeah. How she wants to play it. And she just seems to be really consistent already with it. Um, mm. And so, she's so likable. Mm. I think that's the, that's the thing. She, you know, like like you said, Rose could be likable, and other times she can be like a real brat. And you were like, oh, Rose. Clara was very, you know, cocky a lot of the time. Bill just strikes me as just being very human, very likable. Um, and uh, and like like I was saying earlier about that scene, you know, she works really well with the cast. Like when she's trying to stop the kid being scared and she's yeah, like you know yeah. look at this you know she just her, yeah like you said she's definitely got a handle i think on the on the character she wants to play um and also like when she was thanking the doctor for bringing her out for you know this is such a great day out thank you for bringing me and just the you know just these little touches that we've not had in the companion for quite some time which mm. just make us so so likable as a companion i i'm loving pearl but please let her continue like this just just it's that's the thing with them off i just keep thinking don't get to episode six and have her rip her face off and she's actually a <laughs> you know she's actually a robot or so you know just don't do anything with her she's perfect the way she is as this as this sort of um sidekick that's just constantly interested in what's going on around her and grateful to be you know like when she pulls the doctor up as well she's like why aren't you enjoying this for goodness sake you know it's the sort of thing we would say isn't it yeah um, so yeah. finally we've got a panion that we can actually get on board with and relate to and she said wicked which reminded me <laughs> of ace i like that she's like wicked yeah that's cool the lace reference i thought um uh, yeah i think for, for me my I, my feelings are just exactly the same um, for Bill that we had from last week, and actually, she just brings a lot of realness to that part. A lot of mm-hmm. she's really sort of relatable. She's yeah. relative to what's happening now, and she's just real. You know, there's no mm. uh, there's no sort of faffing around with her. She just gets on with it, and I like that a lot. She's she's very much like Ace, I would say. She's a bit like Ace. Yeah. She's very she's she brings a lot of warmth to the show. I think mm. which has been you know, lacking for quite some time, but, but she does, does things and says things that we would do in that situation, which I think helps 
make you know she's very relatable like you know if for example if i was in that city first thing she does is take a selfie in front of the building i'd be doing exactly that so you know what i mean they, they, she's just these little touches um that they've got to her character already just in two episodes and the interaction with capaldi as well i think they are working brilliantly together um i just keep thinking the whole time though oh but we're only going to get one series of these you know i just i just i'm loving them together yeah um and i just want to just savor every minute of of series 10 if it carries on like this because you know i just keep thinking wow you know this is this is the sort of doctor um companion relationship we've been missing for quite some time and it's just such a shame we're only going to get one series so i just want to enjoy every minute of it because i I just think they're sparring off each other brilliantly these two yeah yeah and that brings us on to capaldi then so yeah um again like you just said the the relationship between the doctor and bill is just so good it's yeah um, and i did you meant did you say this earlier that pearl mackie kind of brings out you know the best from Capaldi as the Doctor I, in terms of the companion relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I so. Yeah, I think so, because he's, he's got this sort of mentor thing going on that he's the, you know, the, the, the lecturer, which she plays up to. She says, you're the best. That's why I like you. You're the best teacher or whatever. Um, and he's loving that. And the fact that he's so excited to show Bill his world like he's so proud of the TARDIS isn't he like when yeah. he was trying to be yeah. all like down with the kids in the first scene he's like yeah I stole it thinking he's gonna be cool and you know and yeah I just think we're seeing a, a nice side of um Peter Capaldi's doctor mm-hmm. um a very sort of he just has really settled into the role um it is I just I love them together I mean watching this again yesterday I was just thinking I don't want him to go. I am absolutely loving Peter as the Doctor so far in this series. Um, and, he, and he feels like the Doctor as well. He feels alien. He feels a little bit cantankerous at times. Like, he does tell her off, doesn't he, at one point? Quite severely, actually. He's like, don't make judgments on people or something. Yes. I can't remember. Yeah. There's a scene at the start where he has a bit of a go. So he mm-hmm. does, you know, he does switch to that almost Hartnell-like spikiness at times yes. um yeah. and then and then there's this warmth to him and I, I just think he's he's exactly where i wanted him to be as the doctor when when we were saying how he was so up and down in series nine in the way he was written and portrayed and um and i even don't mind the peter cushion waffle uh the the, the run you know i used to say you sort of did this hunched oh, yeah. over yeah. running around like the peter cushion doctor um I quite like that now, just because Pearl's described it as a penguin with his arse on fire. I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's given that, <laughs> she's given that bumbling run a name, and now, now I even like that. So he's really rounded the character of his Doctor, I think, at this point. So, which yeah. is good. I, 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 I even don't mind the hoodie. I never thought I'd say that, but even the hoodie in this doesn't bother me. No, it looks you fine. You know, it kind yep. of suits him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just loving it. Yeah, yeah no, I read you, mate. And that's, um, the missus said that as well. She went, what happened to his, um, to his nice coat and his shirt and stuff? I said, no, no, this is, he's got a couple of outfits. This is, you know, he's casual today. Yeah. <laughs> Smart casual. And she's like, oh, that looks quite good, doesn't it? I said, it's funny you say that because uh, not a lot of people liked it from... I, I hate the hoodie, but I don't know, something about him walking down the futuristic building just looking a bit cash yeah that's cool kind of works yeah yeah and uh, do you know what mate it's it's just a real it's just a real shame that we've only got one final series oh, with capaldi no. playing the doctor this way because oh. one thing just the uh, you know the relationship with bill is that the the way in which capaldi has been written this series is perfect for me because 
even though they really rammed it home in the last couple of series that there was no romantic relationship at all between the Doctor and Clara, they still yeah. argued and bickered like a, an old married couple quite a lot. Yeah, you know, you know, Clara was very. Clara uh, wanted to be the Doctor as well, didn't pretty she? Much, which just yeah. become annoying. Yeah, whereas Bill's very much her own character. Yeah, and yeah. and the Doctor, you know, sort of played into that a lot with Clara, and they ended up, you know, rowing a lot. And he, but whereas this yeah. one, the Doctor, even though, like you said, he's told her off a couple of times, and he's he's almost got this mellow nature to him, where mm. you know, yes, she's sort of young and feisty and. You know, she doesn't wait in the TARDIS, clearly, like he, a lot yeah. of companions do. But she, um, I don't know, he just seems to have this very cool mix of, like we've said many times, the first Doctor Hartnellish about him, mm. but not in a kind of in-your-face, almost nasty way like we've had with Clara and, you know, a couple of other times. So it's just perfect the way he's been written. And he has absolutely settled into this this you know, being the Doctor now. It was a bit rocky in episodes, uh, sorry, in series eight and nine, mm. where he was up and down and he was written a certain way, then he was written a different way and and all that stuff. But it's just a shame that we were only going to get this final series now of him being the Doctor that we wanted him to be, you know, and have that relationship with a companion that we wanted for so long mm. that it's now only going to be... It's heartbreaking. It really is to only have yeah. this now. But... Uh, there we go but I, th I think in this particular episode great you know just like the pilot fabulous performances the doctor really really going for it the only one thing the only one thing that i wasn't too keen on was the ending where you know the whole okay i'm not going to blow the ship up now so that's fine so i thought that was it i thought right he's reversed that mm -hmm. and, you know we're gonna see what happens but then at the end where uh, we had the sort of very annoying steadfast character you know ralph little saying yeah let's kill all the robots and stuff like that and doc's like no let's not do that you're just gonna have to negotiate with them and i'll help you and blah 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 and then that was it and then and then we were off i thought you know the doctor had you know had, you know worked worked really hard throughout the entire episode to to a find out what was going on and b to fix everything and then at the end he just he's like well there you go you know walking over away to you. over to mm. you so we it's not a terrible ending, don't be wrong. I just thought that, you know, that the amount of work that the Doctor had put in, you know, throughout the the episode, there could have been a bit of a nicer payoff for him yeah. at, at the end. But that wasn't really many anything to do with his performance. It just felt, a, you know, I, I just would have thought that hit, how the Capaldi's playing the Doctor would have reacted a bit more at the end there. I thought he would have been a bit stronger with that Ralph Little character and put him in his mm. place a little bit more and, you know, put his foot down a little bit more basically at the end yeah where yeah. he was just basically well let's just go you know we've we've got on this far i'm not even gonna you know give him much of a telling off let's just go so that was my only one thing really but apart from that i thought he just played the doctor just so good just like yeah. in the pilot really just amazing yeah, I'm just loving him as the Doctor. Absolutely yeah. loving him. I feel, just like you said, feel like we've got the Doctor we wanted from him, which we've seen lots of glimmers of it over certain episodes, but he's really settled into it now. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got the right and right. Now, and just one last thing about this episode is that it is, we're finally back to a series where you can just sit and enjoy an episode. There's no, you know, I'm thinking, if you, you think back to Series 6 and Matt Smith with the, with the astronaut on the beach and then the following week you've got 
you know it's just so all over the place whereas this series so far episode one anybody could just sit and watch it episode two you could anybody could just sit and watch it and, and enjoy it and it's like and also i like the fact that we're going we're picking up sort of straight where we left off from each episode so this episode picks up very nicely from the pilot there's yes. no sort of jarring yep. art getting in the way um then this leads straight into thin ice which we're going to pick up from next week so it feels like a nice continuation but you could jump in yes uh, yep. anywhere as well and i'm just loving that because we haven't had that for quite some time have we really no it's good you know yeah yeah so it's good times um and the other thing i've got to mention is murray's music again mate i thought it was really lovely in oh this yeah episode. yeah there's really a nice. th- yeah there's a track playing where bill's um is it in the field or in the tar- i don't know there's some there's some lovely music going on in this again i keep <laughs> thinking really hope we get a series nine stroke 10 soundtrack scene because i'm <laughs> loving the music in this yeah now i was going to mention the music it had a really yeah. nice sort of laid back feel this one it didn't yeah so in the pilot it had more of a theme you know there was quite a lot of uh, themes going on it felt like you know one after the other there was these really cool themes for each moment whereas this one it just sort of played out more as a sort of underlying soundtrack to the story but it was uh, really nice and laid back and it yeah. was it suited it brilliantly and i thought i'd got a bit sick of murray i think i said before you know maybe it's time for a new composer but but um he is mixing things up he i is, mean he's mm. you know he's definitely i know we still get the the Doc, 12 doctor theme still kicks in every time they run down a corridor but that aside um he's definitely mixing up the music a bit and trying new things and new sounds and it's yeah it, it just i thought it just suited the episode perfectly yeah, yeah I loved it yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of music this will segue us nicely into our reviews I think it's me to go first. I think it is. Yeah. I'm going in with a seven, mate. Going with a seven. Yeah. I don't think it was as good as the pilot, but I think it was a, a, a very good story. Good episode still. Yes. I'm agreeing with you. I was somewhere between a 6.5 and a seven. 6.5 just seems a bit low because I don't, I think it's better than that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. definitely not as good as the pilot, um, but I'm going to go with a seven. I think it's a good, a good episode. Yeah. Yes. You and I agree again. Twice, yeah. Yeah, yes. I was stuck between the two, but I just think 6.5 is a bit low. I think it is better than that. So, yeah, seven from me. Um, even though um, I've just realised there was one other thing I didn't say, the magic haddock thing. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't quite get a that. A bit quirky, wasn't it? Yeah. A bit quirky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of scores, you know, um, we're very consistent so far in Series 10. The last Capaldi story, so the return of Doctor Mysterio, we were very different on that. So, Were we? Yeah, so you gave it a 7.5, oh. and I gave it a 3. A 3? Yeah, so we were very different on that. But yeah, oh, so, wow. but so far, um, Series 10 is proving very consistent. Yes, I think, um, I think I might have scored that too high, and you might have scored it too low. I think <laughs> yeah, we should probably. have gone in the middle with that one, but anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. what did our lovely listeners think? Um, let's kick off with an audio review first. Uh, this is Joe Sweeney. Hello, going Adam hope you guys are well smile is is in some ways it's quite an quite an enjoyable episode but did had some flaws but I'll start by saying some positives um the doctor and Bill's relationship I liked how that progressed even a lot more since the last episode and I loved the banter between them and also I loved the dialogues and the and the interaction I thought it was perfect 
and and Bill was excellent, and I really enjoyed Peter Capaldi, Peter Capaldi's Doctor, and I think he's done starting to be his own Doctor again, um, um, in the series. So I hope that keep that keeps up within the series. Um, negatives, um, the Vardis, they didn't really do a lot, and I at the same time I found them less th- th- threatening. But I think it was a clever idea that they speak emojis. Um, the guest stars were, they were forgettable and, and I didn't really care much about them. And also that the ending and the resolution was rushed and it ended just so quickly. But I must, but I must hand it to Frank Contell Boyce of writing this episode. I thought I've always writing was a bit clever um since after his um um Forest of the Night episode, which was very dull. So overall quite a good story. So I'll give a score of them a seven out of ten. Thank you very much, Joe. Joe on a seven as well. A seven as well, yeah. Uh, over on Twitter, Daniel Fox uh, it says less silly than I imagined. Uh, the smiling concept was good and the plot was better than the pilot. Uh, great first adventure for Bill, 7.5. Uh, yeah. George Garrity did reply with emojis. He put a slice of pizza, a poo face, and two exclamation marks. <laughs> uh, Ollie Tanner, uh, I must thank Ollie as well uh, for giving us a, a very nice review on iTunes. Thank you very much. Uh, he says, really enjoyable. Uh, awesome chemistry between the doc and Bill. The story was pretty good, but the ending was a bit rushed. But 8 yeah. out of 10, and his emoji score is a smiley face. Oh, good. Um, let's have a look. No, nothing else on Twitter. Uh, before we jump to Facebook, let's do another audio review. This is first time uh, uh, sender in of audio clippage. This is Paul Skevington. So this is my first audio clip for you guys, and it seems strange that I should pick a Frank Cottrell Boyce episode, considering I wasn't exactly a fan of his original outing in The Forest of the Night, which just... just just made me want to claw my own eyes out even after a second watching. Um, But, however, I've been pleasantly surprised by uh, Smile, his second outing in the Doctor Who universe. Um, We had some great characterisation. We had some brilliant interaction between Bill and the Doctor. Pearl is just providing the, the most fantastic performance continuously. Hopefully she can keep that up for the whole season. And Capaldi is absolutely um, on form. We should have had some lovely things in the episode, like references to the previous arcs um, that have been sent out into space. Um, and, and so, you know, some fantastic moments, particularly grim stuff like the bones, even the falling out of the uh, the grinder, even though we had seen that in the trailer. But also there were some things I was not so keen on. Um, that the conclusion to the whole episode doesn't make much sense when we're supposed to believe these robots have killed everyone because of some kind of logical logical inconsistency where they just can't compute what grief is and yet somehow they're coming alive so these these two science uh, you know science fiction tropes don't really marry together and that that didn't leave me smiling um but overall i was i was very happy with the results that 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 um he came up with considering my expectations were super low um but I love the, the trailer for next week's episode and I'm absolutely looking forward to Sarah's um, production next week. Okay, well, um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Cheers, Paul. Thank you very much, Paul. Always lovely to hear our listeners' voices. 
Yeah. On an audio clip. Indeedy. Uh, right, over on Facebook, we're going to, because we get so many um, uh, comments and stuff through on Facebook now, it's going to drain a load of time. So we're just going to skim through um, your thoughts and feelings and give us uh, and uh, tell our listeners what your scores are. So let's start with Adam Pink. He says, uh, Smile was a decent episode. Uh, uh, plot wasn't the main focus. Um, it was just building up uh, the Bill and Doctor's friendship. Um felt that the climax was a little rushed um, and the guest cast were a little underused. Uh, six out of ten. Okay, fair enough. Thank right. you, Adam. Um, Rob um, Rob Kernock says, uh, despite some of the reviews of the episode, I really enjoyed it. Um, Peter and Pearl really played into the gimmick extremely well. Um, uh, also like the twist at the end, uh, the colony living uh, within the base itself. Uh, some of the camera cuts were a little dodgy as a side note, but overall 8.5. Mm, hi, yep. Uh, Sammy Satine says, um, uh, uh, congratulations to Frank Cottrell Boyce uh, for writing a decent episode. We can forget all about Forrest. <laughs> uh, I think we can forget about that one now, can't we? Y- yes. Uh, she says, um, uh, the lady who pl- um, who played, uh, uh, also the lady who played Gita, uh, Gita Kandra in the Sarah Jane Adventures is in the episode. Yes, she is. Yes. And she should have been used a bit more. Um, basically, mm. the emoji bots are some sort of Vashta Narada meets emojis. Um, but more important than that, why does the doctor not want anyone looking at his browser history? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Sammy gives it a 7 out of 10. Uh, Danny Brown says, pretty good uh, establish- establishing episode for Bill and the doctor. Uh, the emoji bots weren't bad, though the conclusion was a little rushed. Didn't take away from the excellent build up and the fantastic location work. 7 out of 10. Hmm. Um, Simon Ascuri says episode was great felt for me fresh and original and absolutely loving the series so far um, it felt like it's being show ran by RTD again it, it does feel good yeah, yeah tone wise he says it feels like series 4 mm, yes uh, he thinks both Capaldi and Moffat will leave on a very successful high uh, 8 out of 10 uh, let's do another audio clip this is Owen Daly Hello again, Adam. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. So smile. I really, really enjoyed this episode. And it's quite similar to uh, how I felt with the Sunmakers, actually. It was not an entirely great plot. It wasn't great writing. But it was just so entertaining and fun that the 50 minutes just flew by. The emoji bots, they, they, were, they were silly, okay? I'll give you that. They, they look pathetic. But um, I want one of them. I want a Funko Pop. I want a Titan Vinyl. I want anything because they were so cute and silly and... Anytime they came on screen, I just laughed to myself because <laughs> last week's monster, like she, she was scary, but these guys just were not scary whatsoever. But I think it worked in context of this episode. A highlight for me was definitely when the doctor is rigging the city to explode and then the emoji bot comes behind him and he just smacks him over the head with a wrench. It was just funny. It was a fun episode and that's why I really liked it. I found Bill a lot more fresh in this episode and wasn't as annoying. Uh, I really liked her in this one and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. The colonists, I thought... Yeah, I don't think the colonists were fully expanded in this one. Um, and I think that's the one thing that let them down, the ending. They uh, they, put lot, they put too much time into intrigue and um, build-up, and then there was not a good enough payoff at the end. And it was a bit of a quick ending. But I did like how it leads straight into Thin Ice, and I did enjoy this episode. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, and Series 10 shaping out to be great. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Nice one, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Uh, another 7. Yes. Yes. Uh, back on Facebook, Lewis Palmer says, I don't know whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, it's fantastic. Location works great. Um, 
the openness of it felt huge. The Doctor and Bill are excellent together. Um, the pacing was completely off, though. It, it took its time, but at the end decided to get the res resolution out of the way uh, with a Sonic X Machina. 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 Uh, also not sure how I'm supposed to care about the humans when they have got little development. Very true. Very Maybe true. I need to give it yeah. a rewatch. But for me, it was a meh episode, despite being a treat for the eyes. Five out of ten. Oh, okay. Miles McKenzie, when I first heard this wasn't when I first heard of this, I wasn't very sure of the emoji bots, but I'm glad to say I really enjoyed it. Uh Pell Mackey is such a great companion and uh and very new and refreshing. Peter's acting was amazing as always. He gives it an eight point five out of ten. Mm. Uh Martin Arnold didn't really work. The premise was spoiled in the trailers and the episode was front loaded so that there was very little to back it up. Colonists were stupid and unsympathetic. Uh, the robot's not very well threat, not really threatening. Interesting idea. Like the buildings, it was pretty empty. Bit of a weak start. I'm not convinced that Bill's written very well. She's Ooh. too quippy, and we've seen this act before with Rose, Amy, Donna, and even Martha. And he gives it a six out of ten. Oh, okay. Oh dear, Charlie Turner. In the words of the tenth Doctor, "I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I find this one to be rather lame. Ooh. However, it's better than Forest of the Night. Four out of ten. Fair enough. Uh, Gavrick Sawyer. Uh, I thought this story was surprisingly good, uh, although the pacing is kind of meh. Uh, my other complaint was would be weird, out of place, little boy. He only seemed to be in there for the sake of the plot, which is rather odd. Mm. Seven out of ten. Also, they took a long time to notice he'd gone. We, me and my partner both laughed when they said, oh, where's that little boy gone? We're like, oh, we said that ten minutes ago. You've only just noticed. Yeah. He just wandered off. Yeah. George Coppen, to be fair, this episode didn't have much to live up to. <laughs> One thing I learned mm -hmm. is that uh, Frank Cottrell Boyce can't write side characters very well. Mm. Emoji bots are okay. Uh, overall, 5 out of 10. Yeah, good point. Blazing Callum says... I think that right. Frank Cottrell Boyce has created one of the best Doctor Who episodes of the Moffat era. It was fantastic to go back to the Doctor and a companion on an adventure. The effects mm. were great too. Nine out of ten. Wow. Cool. Callum MacArthur, this is one of the best. Uh, so this one uh, is one of the better episodes too we've had in a while. The emoji bots were cool, um, but didn't like the ending. 6.5. Yeah. Uh, Jake Birtwistle. When I first heard the words emoji bots, smile and Frank Cottrell Boyce in the same sentence, I nearly fell off my seat with laughter. <laughs> uh, I mean, they have chosen uh, any writer for series 10. There are plenty of writers that deserve a decent write again for the Doctor. Uh, but I was actually quite surprised watching this episode. Uh, it did drag out near the end, but besides, it was a great episode. Uh, he gives it a 7 out of 10. Mm, okay. Joseph Howarth. When I first heard the concept of a planet being inhabited by emoji bots, it seemed to be stupid. Uh, but I was, uh, and I was ready to hate when the episode, when the synopsis was revealed for the episode. But it proved me wrong because I honestly did enjoy it. Mm. Uh, eight out of ten. Jason Thayer. That was better than expected. My only gripes was that Nada was practically nothing to do, and the pacing was a bit slow. Seven out of ten. Mm. Um, Peter Adamson very simply says much better than expected 7.5 and lastly Theta Sigma's podcast has given us a huge review I'm not going to read the whole thing um, but he basically says um, uh, let me just make sure I'm getting this right because he has written quite a lot um, uh, the pre-credit sequence for Smile for the most part was great loving Bill's questions about the TARDIS she's not afraid to ask questions um He's also loving that Canon is restored with the Doctor's admission that he stole the TARDIS. 
mm. and not the other way round, as was previously blasphemed. <laughs> yeah. um, goes on to say, <laughs> interesting on second viewing, Nardole in the pre-credit sequence made me realise that he doesn't appear in the rest of the story. Um, then we have the other plot hole of the size of the planet. The Doctor goes to blow up the spaceship at the heart of the city, but then later resolve the situation by means of a simple reboot. Why not simply reboot in the first place? Well, yeah, good yeah. point. Goes on to say, um, there is one positive to come out of the episode, other than the aforementioned Pearl Mackey performance, and that is the stunning location, mm. um, which is great. Um, he doesn't actually give it a score, um, but he does finish to say, uh, overall, sadly, smile lacks substance and performance, with the exception of Bill, and only leads me to hope that Chris Chibnall won't be inviting Cottrell Boyce to write for whoever again. So I think that's fair to say it is a bad review <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, from Theta Sigma. Uh, last audio clip, this is Jay Kent. Hey, Gary and Adam, hope everything's swell. Now, considering Smile was written by the same guy that wrote the episode that shall not be named, it was pretty all right. My opinions on it don't really go further than that. It was definitely better than expected. The emojis worked in context and it was a really inventive idea. I think what really let it down for me was the ending, which seemed to follow Frank's rule of, and then everyone forgot about it. But the one thing that it was, and the one thing I wanted out of it, it was enjoyable. I liked how new elements kept getting added to keep it from going stale, and I liked how the Doctor was wrong at one point but worked out a new solution, no matter how basic that new solution was. And I especially liked the whole sequence where Ben Kenobi shut down the Death Star tractor beam, or at least the scene that was very eerily similar to it. But overall, an alright episode that I'd give a 7 out of 10. Hope you're both good, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> Nice one, Jay. I love his reviews. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cheers, Jay. Uh, right, that was it for audio stuff and the official page. Did you have anything on the Geeks Handbag page? Yes, yes. Once again, overwhelmed um, by the amount of comments we got. And uh, thank you very much. I really enjoy reading all, all your stuff. So please continue to comment. But obviously, for time reasons, um, I don't have time to read them all out. But I'm just going to give you a gist of what people said. So Kevin Mullen um, says he's seriously loving the series and he gives Smile a 10 out of 10. Cool. Um, Paul Valentino also enjoying the series um, and compares it uh, to a little bit like The Beast from Below, which I think you mentioned earlier. Um, Helen Jones wasn't quite sure on the first watch, um, but she gave it another go and she enjoyed it a lot more and she gives it a 7 out of 10 and she also compares it to The Ark in Space, which I think you did. Yes. And yep. uh, Stephen Hardy um, says uh, he thought it was a powerful start. Um, it wasn't bad. I think he just found it a bit in the middle, really, and he doesn't give it a score. Uh, Justin Croft loved it. He gives it 8 out of 10. Um, ben Tabner, I think I'm saying that right, <laughs> um, didn't enjoy last week's that much, but thinks this one was better, and he gives it an 8 out of 10. Jace Harrells thinks it was brilliant um, and, and just says it was creepy. The robots were creepy. Uh, John Gurnhill said it had a bit of Tom Baker moment about it. Again, I think comparing it to the Ark in Space. And got a couple of quick comments here. Matt Vernon says he really liked it. Kat Wheeler says bloody brilliant. Um, and Thomas Kenyon just simply says I liked it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, there was lots more comments. If you want to read them all in full, then just head over to both our Facebook pages because yeah. uh, I think Gary will agree with me. We, we do love reading through all your stuff when they come in. Uh, just time-wise, we just don't have time to read them all out on the show now. But thank you for commenting and do continue to do so because we love it. Indeedy. And I think we're going to do that for 139. Yeah.
you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sticking with us for 139. Hopefully it's been a bit shorter this week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to sit through so much waffle and faff. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sending in your, um, your thoughts and audio clips and all that jazz. Uh, the smile, I think overall received very well. I think the average mm. score is probably around a 7, 8 out of 10-ish. Yeah. Uh, and our thoughts are not quite as good as the pilot, but still still a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week, dude, episode three mm. will be... Nice. Elephants. Elephants on the Thames. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept. Uh, yeah, so Thin Ice next week. Looking forward to that. Indeedy. My co-host has got his priorities all wrong and won't be watching it. No, I know. On the Saturday, but I'll be sat there fuming in a hotel room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can sort of take a laptop with you and VPN into a into the UK somehow and get iPlayer, and you'll be fine. Oh, believe me, I'll be trying. <laughs> Rightio. So look out for the Facebook post and the Twitter stuff for for Thin Ice next week. Uh, in the meantime, head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. On there, you can listen to all the previous episodes, plus you can link off to all the social stuff to give us a like and a follow and all that jazz. And there's a big button as well to head over to iTunes if you want to give us a sub on there. And a review and a rating if you are an iTunes listener, that would be amazing because it really does help us. Uh, If you listen on any other platform, if you've got an Android phone or any other podcast app or Stitcher, whatever it might be, just do a search for us. We'll be on there. Thank you very much for your support. It's great. Uh, head over to Adam's channel on YouTube and Facebook, The Geek's Handbag. Yes. Just do a search on there and you'll be able to see him and all of his great videos. Ooh, new Very bit funny. out of those sonic torches. Go ah, have a yes. look at that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so loads of convention roundups, unboxings, reviews, the whole shebang <laughs> awaits. So I think we're going to do there for this week. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy Thin Ice. Um, we look forward to your reviews on that next week. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Uh... Uh...